Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Wednesday, November 13th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill is the best dentist I've ever gone to. He's been my dentist exclusively for the last 25 years. Make him yours. Make the call today. 317-849-2933. There was a question today that was answered at the Colts Complex by Frank Reich during one of his media availabilities. Today he was asked about Adam Vinatieri. And what he said is that Adam Vinatieri is the kicker for the Colts. He said, I quote, I just really, really believe in him, and we believe it's just a phase, and he's going to help us win games and help us get to where we want to go. That, ladies and gentlemen, is living in hope and dying in desperation. This is not the Adam Vinatieri from 2014, 2009, 2002, 2017 even. This is the 46-year-old version of Adam Vinatieri. And frankly, he's not very good. He's missed 11 kicks in nine games. In his other 23 seasons, he's missed 11 kicks once. That was his rookie year. Other years, he had a 2014 year where he missed one kick the entire season. He missed one field goal and made all his extra points. Now, that's when extra points were nice and cozy and much more difficult to miss. But this year, he has missed 11 kicks, and that is frankly unacceptable. He's the worst kicker in the NFL statistically, and for the Indianapolis Colts to continue to employ him puts their team at a disadvantage. This is a team, like it or not, some people love it, some people don't. This is a team and a franchise that values its players as people. They're not just cattle. They're not numbers, not just jerseys, not a locker stall. These are human beings. Chris Ballard sees them as human beings. Frank Reich sees them as human beings. Jim Irsay, the owner of the Colts, sees them as human beings, and they are treated as human beings. And that means you, de- you develop an affinity for these human beings. You develop a loyalty to these human beings. And sometimes that loyalty pays off for you, and I hope it does in this case, and sometimes it doesn't. You've got 16 games, and right now, if Adam Vinatieri 
was making kicks, if he had made that extra point, if he had made an extra point against the Chargers, if he had made the field goal in Pittsburgh, which was definitely makeable, the Colts right now have a pretty damn good chance of being 8-1, and one, or at least 7-2. and two. They would have beaten the Chargers. They likely would have beaten the Steelers. And this past week, they would have pushed into overtime. Adam Vinatieri is one of the best guys you're ever going to meet. Love Adam Vinatieri. Interactions with him in the Colts locker room are always really friendly and convivial, and he is just a very, very good dude. And I will be rooting like crazy every time he's on the field this Sunday against the Jaguars. But if he misses a kick, it's not on Adam Vinatieri. It's on Chris Ballard and Frank Reich for not being able to see through their friendship and through their loyalty to watch Adam Vinatieri kick the football poorly as he has this this season so far. I hope he makes every damn kick. We'll see. T.Y. Hilton, he's not going to practice today. Jacoby Brissett, he's going to practice. And if he gets through unscathed and there's not any kind of setback, he will be the starter this Sunday against the Jaguars. And that's a very good thing. We talked to uh, Costanzo today, Anthony Costanzo, and asked him about what an uplift uh, Brissett brings, and he said, you know, he doesn't turn the ball over very often, which is a good thing, and it is a good thing. Hoyer on the hook for two interceptions last week. There were three total, but the one that was taken away from Eric Ebron, that was a hell of a good throw. That one is not on Brian Hoyer, so I don't see that as one that he ought to be dinged for. Two this past week, one the week before when he came in for Jacoby Brissett, and that was a pick six, and that Beat you, you want to know why the Colts have lost the last two games? Yeah, you can kind of look at Vinatieri, but you've got to look at Brian Hoyer too. And while you're at it, look at the wide receivers. All right, you don't have T.Y. Hilton, you don't have Devin Funches, you don't have Paris Campbell. So what you've got are plotters. You you've got you know plow horses who are trying to create separation between themselves. And guys in the secondary, why in the hell do you think the Miami Dolphins played so much man-to-man last weekend? Because there is not a Colt on the roster right now with the speed to run open. They've got to scheme guys open, and against man-to-man defense, that becomes very, very difficult. So you, you want to know why there was trouble last week and, and uh, Hoyer had to throw into tight windows? It's because they don't have receivers who are going to stretch the defense and put the fear of God into quarterbacks and safeties. That's why. Hopefully that changes this weekend. Hopefully T.Y. Hilton winds up being healthy. Devin Funches is going to be limited in practice today. They got to get some of these guys back because right now they're absolutely bereft of speed and speed kills in the NFL. A lack of it. You know what? That's a self-inflicted wound that is oftentimes fatal. Hey, speaking of uh, defensive secondary guys, we spoke for a minute to Marvell Tell today. He's making the transition from safety to quarterback. Here's Marvell Tell. Marvell, your evolution into a cornerback, where do you think you are in that evolution? A work in progress. What do you what do you need to get better at? As you look at your performance last Sunday, is there something that you see that you kind of need to work at? Uh, everything as a corner. You know, I've only been playing corner for a small amount of time, so I don't know it all. How do you feel about playing corner? Are you getting more comfortable? Yeah, yeah, I feel good. I, I have my confidence. Uh, you know, just continuing to work hard and, and you know, continuing to conti- continue an upward trend. You know. Who's been important in that process? Is there a guy you kind of lean on to guide you through it? Is there kind of a tutor for this stuff? 
<laughs> Tutor, uh, I mean, you got your coaches. Um, but, you know, some some of the players uh, throw out things uh, in my ear and whatnot um, to help out. But, you know, you just got to embrace a little bit of everything from everybody, I think. I just keep my eyes open and learn from everything. That's Marv Heltel. Good dude. Uh, he'll be on the field on Sunday for the Indianapolis Colts as they take on the Jaguars. Hey, let's talk about load management for a minute. The, the Pacers have won seven of eight. They've got a game against Houston this Friday night in Houston. Then Saturday, they've got a game against Milwaukee. And there's a lot of talk about load management. How many games should LeBron sit out? Kawhi Leonard has already missed two games that were nationally televised. And who the hell wants to watch the rest of the Los Angeles Clippers, right? The NBA, it promotes itself and markets itself based upon stars. But if stars are going to be allowed to sit in order to rest themselves for the postseason and you're marketing yourself as a star-driven league and people are paying top dollar for tickets to go watch these games and then the stars aren't performing by choice, not because of injury, but by choice. Look, Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, who we all know and love, he's an IU guy, um, he says that he's for load management because it enhances the quality of games in the postseason. In the regular season, not that big a deal, but in the postseason, you want your best and your brightest available every single game, which are going to be anyway because they're not playing back-to-backs ever. All right, so he says it enhances the level of basketball in the postseason, and for that reason, it's a good thing. Uh, boy, is that a uh, a weird and spurious argument? For, first of all, you got to listen to the fans, and if you're causing dissension among fans because of load management, you have a problem. If you've got fans paying serious dollars to take a kid to go watch Kawhi Leonard and Kawhi didn't play or LeBron James and LeBron didn't play or Steph Curry, on and on and on and on. And those guys don't suit up and a kid gets upset. And this guy, the dad, is an owner of a company that's a sponsor for the NBA team. This is not a good situation. If, if the NBA would be a better product if players played 60 games each, then dial back the schedule and do what is right for the league and in stop kind of pussyfooting around and using load management and the postseason as an excuse to have guys not play and then disenfranchise an entire arena of people. It's bad business, it's silly, and it can't continue. If you want to manage load, manage your schedule, don't manage your stars through a regular season that is too damn long and has too many games. Purdue at Marquette tonight, 9 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. The Gavit game is just terrific. I love watching the Big Ten play against the Big East. The Big East from top to bottom, absolutely the best conference for college basketball in America. They are, look, I, I don't know who's going to win that uh Who's going to win that conference? I don't know who's going to lose that conference. But I know this. The team that has been historically the doormat of the Big East played the other night against Iowa at Iowa City, and they absolutely dominated the Hawkeyes. They took the Hawkeyes to the woodshed. That's how good the Big East is. The perennial doormat kicked the living hell out of a Big Ten school at that Big Ten school's house. I thought Fran McCaffrey's head was going to explode. Indiana not taking part in the Gavit games this year. They played North Alabama last night, and I thought after the first 15 minutes, they played pretty well. 
for the first 15 minutes, North Alabama shot well because Indiana doesn't close out worth a damn on shooters. Once we got to the second half, the Hoosiers were pretty good. Butler, they got past Minnesota last night at Hinkle Fieldhouse. Kamar Baldwin, really, really good coming back from his injury. 27 points last night. I don't know what that game would have been without Kamar Baldwin and his ability to create shots for himself. The Pacers, winners last night. They beat the living hell out of the Thunder. That was a lot of fun. But the, the great game last night, Kentucky welcomed Evansville, a homecoming for Walter McCarty. McCarty. Let's do him a favor. Let's bring him in, hand him a big check for his program as being an opponent, and uh, you know what? That'll be a nice thing for him. People are going to cheer. He was a national championship at Kentucky in 1996. They're going to welcome him back to Rupp Arena, and then we're going to put him back on a plane because we're going to beat the Purple Aces by 40. Well, it didn't happen that way last night. Evansville beats Kentucky last night by three, and John Calipari, in all his obsequiousness, claims that, uh, you know, he was outcoached, and that's the problem. He was outprepared, and God bless Evansville and Walter McCarty. I think that they have ill-fitting pieces on that team. And you got a bunch of guys who want to be there for a year and then bounce out. I think that this, the construct of this team is corrupt. I think Kentucky's going to have a tough time winning consistently during this college basketball season. And speaking of college basketball, great conversation today between Dan Dockich and Greg Doyle of the Indianapolis Star. That on 107.5 The Fan, where they talked uh, about this James Wiseman deal at Memphis. And who should be punished if we come to find out that Penny Hardaway was the bad actor here? And James Wiseman knew nothing about what happened and and had nothing to do with the $11,500 going from Penny Hardaway to his mom to cover moving expenses and to set up shop in Memphis so the kid could play for Penny at the high school where Penny was the, the coach prior to going to the University of Memphis. The kid did nothing wrong, but the kid has been ruled ineligible. A temporary restraining order has the kid back on the floor. But that ineligibility punishes the kid, right? What is the punishment for Penny Hardaway? A show cause order? If they they find that he acted inappropriately as the head coach of a high school team, not even affiliated other than being a booster. So maybe Penny Hardaway has an escape cause here because he had nothing to do with the University of Memphis other than as a booster when that loan for 11-5 came to the Wiseman family or Wiseman's family. That's interesting to me. And Dan makes the point, when are coaches going to be held accountable? Uh, Self, Coach Self out uh, out of Kansas. Bill Self, he's still coaching. And there are questions as to his involvement with the shoe guys and paying players. Shoe guys paying players and Bill Self being aware of that stuff. The kids are always the ones who play, whether it was D'Souza or whomever, Bowen, when he was going to Louisville, the kids have to pay. They have to sit. The coaches, granted, Rick Pitino in the end did have to pay, but the coaches, self, he's still on the sidelines. And what the hell is the NCAA doing about that? What's the NCAA going to do about Penny Hardaway 
And does the does the NCAA have any kind of jurisdiction to impose any kind of penalty against Penny Hardaway? Because at the time of the loan, he was a high school coach in Tennessee and only loosely affiliated with Memphis as a booster. So what happens? The kid pays the ticket and the coaches get a pass. That sucks. Something's going to have to happen to change kind of the penalty phase of these violations, or yeah, I think you got a problem. I think you got a problem that's kind of black letter law uh, between, hey, this is right and this is wrong. The kid has done nothing. The Bowen kid at Louisville, he didn't do anything. His dad got cash from Kenny Johnson, right? What did the kid get? I don't know if the kid got anything. Now, you can't have coaches handing, you know, bags of cash to the parents of players or the uncle or the aunt of players. You can't have that. So something's got to happen. But why is it the kid who's made to pay instead of the coach being made to pay? That's a hell of a good question. And we will address that and other things tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent, bright and early 8 o'clock on Facebook Live. It's the most popular morning podcast in central Indiana, that much, that's charted. I've got statistical proof right here. You can hear it. Well, listen, listen, listen to that, all that paper riffle. Anyway, we got them, uh, you, you got Facebook Live. Breakfast with Kent tomorrow morning on Facebook Live at 8 o'clock. Periscope Live immediately thereafter right around 8.15. The most popular sports-related podcasts that are issued every weekday morning. That is clocked. That is measured. That is documented. Join me tomorrow morning. It's a show so nice we do it twice. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call them 317-849-2933. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.